0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
1: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome in Jason McIntyre, J-Mac, part of the H.E.R.D. Ensemble, also part of the volume. He's got his daily morning podcast. We'll be joining us. He's all fired up for Dalvin Cook to the Jets, and we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about something today because Ezekiel Elliott, Zeke, signed with the Patriots, is that uh, there are things in life that I seek value with. Um, I've got very flat, wide, size 12 feet. I'm looking for comfort with shoes. I'm not going to spend a lot on shoes. I want comfort. And uh, I'm not looking for the ugliest pair available, but comfort trumps style and fashion. Same with cars. Cars to mirror transportation. I know many of you have that uh, testosterone car gene. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, my wife's a, a Michigan girl. She loves cars. Uh, I don't care. So I seek value in cars. I probably own... You know, 10 cars in my life, eight have been used. Uh, And then there are things I just won't go cheap on. Uh, I tell my kids all the time, education and experiences. You know, if we have to pay for an expensive college, prep school, we were going to do it. And experiences. If I'm going to go on two vacations a year, you know what? Uh, We're going to stay at a nice hotel by the beach, walking distance. So that's important in my life. Education for my kids and experiences, because when dad's gone, You know, I want those to be great memories. And and I think most of you, you know, there's certain things when I go to the store, I'll do value in paper towels. Uh, I'm not going to do value in certain things like coffee. And I think it's interesting that the Patriots sign Ezekiel Elliott, again, going for a guy they can get value with, um, Past his prime. Uh, He can be a three down back, but he's lost a lot of his horsepower. And, you know, they signed Devontae Parker. There's not a big market for him. Signed him to three years. Juju Smith-Schuster. Not a huge market for him. I just think in 2023, Kyle Shanahan's not seeking value. He went and he spent a lot of money and to make a move for Christian McCaffrey. And they signed Debo Samuel and George Kittle and left tackle Trent Williams. They're not seeking value. They're seeking greatness because the game has changed. And I think... If you start looking at the teams at the top of the AFC, Odell Beckham wasn't cheap. Baltimore went and got him. Go look at Cincinnati, running backs, wide receivers, Joe Burrell's gonna cost money. I, I think if you're gonna seek value in the NFL, safety, linebacker, interior offensive line, um, if your quarterback's got a little bit of mobility. But um, yeah, I th- I think Zeke is fine, but th- he's not close to Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is uh still got I think traces of his prime left, and I don't think Zeke is a bad signing, but I don't think it's a significant move. I don't. I, I think Dalvin Cook's a better player, but we've seen it doesn't matter if it was uh, uh, Hunter Henry, uh, Nelson Aguilar at one point. Bills always seeking value, and there's just not a lot of it on the offensive, offensive side of the football. The best talent evaluators, you're never going to get Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or Devontae Adams. You're never going to get those guys on the cheap. Certainly not in their prime. So I don't think it's a bad signing, but I feel once again in New England, I feel like they have uh, most of their offensive weapons have moved out of their sweet spot athletically. Now, Dalvin Cook to the Jets. My gut feeling on this, and and he's a guy that can catch, he can run. Um, I think he's just out of his prime, but close to it. He can also block. So he's a three down back. Uh, But I, I think when Aaron Rodgers took some money off the table of his contract, it wasn't just altruism. You know, Aaron was like, "Okay, I'll give some money back. What are you getting me? Get me another weapon. So, you know, it's it's. I do think it was a bit of a brand pivot for Aaron Rodgers, who always sort of took the most money in Green Bay. And I do think it's, it's, it shows real growth for Aaron Rodgers and kind of a community team feel that's cool. But he had to get something back in return. And this is it. Uh, Dalvin Cook's a one-year contract. He's a really good player. I don't think it's their number one need, but it does allow them to bring back Brees Hall slowly. And listen, we have an extra game now. There's 17 games. You know, you you don't want to give any single running back 275, 300 carries. They age fast. So I do think over the course of a season, Dalvin Cook allows you to bring Brees Hall back a little more slowly. Um, If they could, you know, they both get over 100 carries, but neither gets to two. That's probably a very good thing. The Jets now have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I still think the offensive line's the primary issue. I don't think running backs the number one issue. But you got to give Aaron something, a toy, a weapon for him taking a fairly profound one-time pay cut. The Cowboys also ended their holdout with elite offensive guard Zach Martin. Kind of surprised that they caved. Now they didn't give him top of the league money. Top of the league money is about 20, 21 million for a guard. He got about 18 from 13. I thought he'd been very well compensated. Um, You know, the Cowboys get into a space and I think they they know the reality with Dak is the more you ask Dak to do, the more mistakes you have. And last year, again, Zeke passed his prime offensive line in a rebuild. Michael Gallup was slow in the rehab coming back. They asked Dak to do more and he tied for the NFL lead in interceptions. And so I, I just don't think the offensive line is good enough now to lose their primary offensive guard. And Zach Martin's a, you know, first ballot Hall of Fame guy. He's arguably the best guard in the NFL. Uh, Certainly has been top one or two for the last eight, nine years. Eight-time pro bowler. So I'm a little surprised they caved. Jerry has often done that with older players that he – or star players that he likes. Uh, Jalen Smith, the linebacker, it didn't work. Zeke, they paid him two years early, probably shouldn't have. So, you know, the Cowboys – You got Brandon Cooks is new, Dalton Schultz is gone, Zeke is gone, Zach Martin out, kind of a drip, 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 leading you to believe, are we putting more on Dak's table than he's comfortable with? Also, Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, is gone. So there's a lot of things you've taken away from Dak. My guess is they sat down Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones and said – you know, a lot of things have been taken away. Let's insert something back into the mix. The best interior offensive lineman the Cowboys have had since Larry Allen. Been a long time. This baseball season continues to heat up. You could watch it on TV. But what's better than going to the park on a beautiful summer day with friends? For last-minute amazing deals on tickets, check out Game Time, the fastest growing ticket app in the United States. And it doesn't stop at just sports, summer concerts, comedy tours, all across the country. Game Time has your tickets. Download the Game Time app, and the redeem code is Colin. That's me, C O L I N, $20 off your first purchase 20 bucks no matter where you live go out end the summer in style comedy baseball concerts it's the game time app last minute deals lowest prices guaranteed 20 dollars off your first purchase 20 bucks terms apply All right. We bring in J-Mac. So how fitting Dalvin Cook signs with the Jets. He can block, he can catch, he can run. I still feel like he may have one more year of his prime left, whereas Zeke, I feel like he is three years out of his prime, at least two. I feel like Dalvin Cook, it, it, it feels like he's closer to his prime. Is that fair? Oh, certainly.
2: I mean, Colin, listen, let's be realistic, okay? And I'm not just saying this as a hyperbolic Jets fan. You know, we had this interview scheduled before the Dalvin Cook news. Tell me who has the best skill position players in the AFC East between the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Patriots. I've looked at the Cook numbers. There wasn't a drop-off last year. The reason the Vikings had to get off of him was because of salary. They simply cannot afford him, and to build a team when you got to pay just to Jefferson – the salary of Kirk Cousins, the offensive line, like they could not afford Dalvin Cook. I don't think it had anything to do with the the numbers and the drop-off. He instantly makes the Jets have the best skill position players in the division. And if you want to zoom out and look at the conference, I mean, we're not far. I could say we, right. We're not far behind the Bengals who are obviously elite at receiver. Uh, and they Joe Burrows better than Rogers, but you look at that Jets team, Colin, I, I'm being real here. Dalvin Cook, Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. They they're stacked.
1: Okay. Who's your number two receiver?
2: So when you look at the depth of the Jets' receivers, I think their depth far surpasses anything Buffalo has. Buffalo's top heavy with Stephon Diggs. Miami's top heavy. The top two guys are great. The Jets' depth, Alan Lazard, big 6'5 guy, can go up and get it in the red zone. Miko uh, Hardman, a gadget guy who they can do a lot of things with you, line up on the slot outside. Like, I know we know Garrett Wilson's the one. After that, there's a lot of threes, but. Colin, like, I like the depth idea above, you know, you got a one and a two. One of those guys goes down. You don't have depth. The Jets are so stacked at receiver. And this Dalvin Cook thing, listen, we don't know how Brees Hall is going to react coming back from injury. And and Brees Hall, if he can sit out the first three, three, four games, if he's on the pup list, you know, Michael Carter was good. But let's be realistic. okay? Dalvin Cook is a massive upgrade. And I'll challenge you, Colin, to find a team that got better at quarterback and running back in the NFL this offseason. It just doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, I mean, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Alan Lazard. Um, I don't like it as much as you. I, you know, I, I think depth at receiver sounds good, but I like really great playmakers. My, my argument for receiving cores is when your one goes down, Jamar Chase, can your two be a one? You know, if Mike Williams goes down, Keenan Allen has been a one. Uh, Jamar Chase went down. T. Higgins looked like a one for Cincinnati. I don't think the Jets have that. I mean, if Cooper Cup goes down, Rams don't have a two. Van Jefferson's a three. So, um, you know, I, I my takeaway was that Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut. It wasn't all for altruistic reasons. In the end, <laughs> right. he made a deal with a team. You got to get me a toy. You got to get me something fun. And this is, you know, they could use another tackle, but there's just none on the market, but there mm-hmm. are running backs on the market. And Dalvin's the best running back. This feels like one of those handshake deals all take less. You got to get me another playmaker. That's what it feels like to me. Certainly. And listen, I'll just remind you, the Jets went in
2: the last season. With, hey, our guy's Zach Wilson and our running back is Michael Carter. Like they just did not have a lot last year offensively and still managed to win seven games. Like you've got to feel like the arrow's pointing up with the Jets. It, there's only the only way it could be pointing is up. And I just cannot stress enough. You're going from literally bottom three quarterback situation in the league, arguably 32nd, to instantly one of the best with Aaron Rodgers. And I know he wasn't amazing last year, but he was very good. And and Wilson and, and Cook. This is the most exciting time for any Jets fan since Rex Ryan
1: was dropping F-bombs on hard knocks over a decade ago. You know, I talked about this on FS1 today about I couldn't tell you the last New York team that overachieved. Like, I mean, I guess the Giants last year making the playoffs, but I mean, the NFC was so weak. I don't feel like it was a triumph of any you know great historic standard. But the Yankees and the Mets, not good. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, KD, mess. Uh, Jets, underachieving. And I said, maybe it's just coincidence. But I tend to believe that as the media has gotten bigger and louder, is that a lot of the front offices in New York are weaker. And a lot of the ownership groups are weaker. And the Yankees farm system now is, you know, nobody has the patience for it. And that I do think there is a unique volume and pressure in New York and I do think it makes it harder on athletes that it's just I mean you and I are not people that hang out in social media I've worked with people who hang out on social media and so they hear the noise and they react to it you and I don't we more more into our families but I do think young athletes average GMs I think I don't think I'm unfair when I say this you lived out east I lived there for a decade sports radio they actually talk sports i live in los angeles sports talk radio doesn't even talk sports it's all guy talk you can't do that out east people care more it's louder it's more intense they call you out by names i mean like wfan is calling out people by names and those guys hear it so like that my thing with the jets is they've got to start three and three they go two and four it's ugly i think Am I wrong? I think it affects no. teams.
2: Yeah. You never want to go overboard, but that Buffalo season opener is extremely important. And we we touched on this on the show. Colin, Jets offensive line is the biggest weakness. Buffalo Bills have a top five defense in the league. If Von Miller plays, we don't know if he's going to be back. And they obliterate the Jets offensive line the way they did the Rams last year in the opener. You saw the Rams season just snowball and careen into a disaster. Well, in week two, the Jets then travel to Dallas and Micah Parsons, who's maybe the defensive player of the year. Colin, this is setting up as first two weeks, you have to get a win. There's no 0-2. Oh that Buffalo game under the spotlight of the New York media at night, uh, Monday night football, I believe. Colin, that game's gonna be enormous. Now, luckily, Aaron Rodgers, he's not the kind of guy who gets worried, right? He's used to the spotlight in the prime time. But I I cannot stress enough how excited I am for that game. It's still a I month know. out. But Colin, you know if the Jets if the Jets lose and Rogers stinks, throws a pick six, it's gonna be. Uh, The media is just going to kill him. That's just what's going to
1: happen. I was watching the Raiders Niners and I was really paying attention to the Niners. Uh, Although it was interesting to watch this young Purdue quarterback for the Raiders. It's like, is he this year's Brock Purdy? He was actually pretty interesting. I don't know. But, you know, it's funny. There's this old saying in the NFL or this belief is that um, when you get a new GM, you know, he's not loyal to the previous GM's mistakes. That mm. sometimes a GM to preserve his picks, like Les Snead whiffed on Tutu Atwell. If they had a new GM tomorrow, he'd bail on Tutu Atwell, right? But, you know, Les Snead's going to be more loyal to him. Logan Bruss looks like he can't play guard. They drafted him be a guard in the third round. Now they've moved him to tackle. So, you know, there's this sense is you're more loyal to your picks to preserve your reputation. Oh. And... You know, when I watch Trey Lance, it just doesn't work. Like, he's just overwhelmed. He's not accurate. He's not as twitchy or athletic as they thought. And I think Kyle Shanahan is ready to just completely move off him because he didn't want him anyway. Whereas John Lynch is John Lynch. But it was funny watching that game. Sam Darnold looked really good. And I thought, they're going to go with Brock Purdy because he's a more accurate thrower. But... When I watched Darnold, and you know I love Darnold, I thought he – there were moments when he was with the Jets. He made some incredible plays. Do you think Sam Darnold could start and win games if Brock Purdy's elbow didn't recover? Do you think Darnold – like Baker, we kind of believe it's over. Nobody's going to – do you think Darnold, as a, as a Jets fan, do you think he has anything left in the tank if he was a starter? Yeah, what
2: what is he, like 26? I don't even know he's in his mid-20s. He's got plenty left. I think the scary thing, just listening to you break that down, Colin, it's like, wait a minute, Purdy got hurt in January, okay? Even if it's a seven-month injury. The season was still nine months away. You're telling me that they had to go pick up Sam Darnold? It's almost as if, hey, hey, what if we got Sam Darnold? And this trade thing doesn't work out. Oh, no, Sam was just insurance for Purdy. And then Sam picked it up and we just lucked into Sam Darnold. And that's an easier way to kind of write off Trey Lance. Like, Trey Lance and his agent should have put his foot down. Why are you bringing another quarterback? I'm ready. I'm back from injury. I, it's my job. You guys drafted me. Why wouldn't Trey Lance put his foot down? And I think it's because he's like a young guy. You know, this guy, I think somebody, somebody put up the stat, I don't know, on social media if you saw this, that Trey Lance, when you look at his college and NFL, has like fewer pass attempts than Geno Smith had in like the last two years. Something obscure. Like he just hasn't played a lot of football. And Colin now opening his third on the depth chart? Yeah, I don't think loyalty exists in sports. I, I know you and I kind of defer on this. Um, what, what's the saying? You're you're only loyal, as loyal as your options? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that Trey Lance has many options right now. And I think the headline that I did was Trey Lance to the Vikings. Let's just keep an eye on that as this Viking season unravels. Um, From Minnesota. Stuff I've been reading. Yeah, stuff I've been reading on Minnesota, maybe not looking as great as we thought. Like 13 wins, okay, they'll go down to 9 or 10. Will they? I don't know. You just start to look at like Dalvin Cook to the Jets. You start looking at his numbers. You think Alex Madison can really replace those numbers from Dalvin Cook in the pass and run game? I don't know. Madison's a good – I play fantasy football. He's a good handcuff guy he's not a great starter. Like, I I don't know. There's a world where the Vikings are like, Ooh, eight and nine. Yeah. Let's move on from Kirk cousins. Who can we put in here on the cheap and then rebuild and fortify around him the way the Niners have really built what is kind of the blueprint for the NFL right now.
1: I, I feel like I've got most of my divisions down. And in most instances, I'm just taking the best quarterback. And I think you've talked me into taking the saints, although they're going to be thin at running back, probably take the saints, um to win that division, I'll take Carolina as a wild card team. Is there a team to you that won't make the playoffs and it will shock people? Because we generally, you and I are both sort of more optimistic early in a season. Nobody wants to be a downer. After watching the Broncos, I don't know if it would be a shock, mm. but watching them struggle in the first three series against Arizona, I'm like, man, this is not plug-and-play. Like, this is. This is really choppy. But that wouldn't be a surprise because I think we all understand that Chargers and the Chiefs have really stacked rosters. Yeah. Do you have a oh crap? They didn't make the playoffs team. Um, I, I was gonna
2: save this for the herd. It's probably t- too hot for the volume audience, Colin. But uh, you know, you look at the Chargers and year one in Brandon Staley, they were in week 17 up against the Raiders, national television game. All they needed was the tie to get to overtime. Uh, A game ends in a tie and they both teams go to the playoff, right? And Staley messes that up, calls timeout, Raiders kick the field goal, Chargers miss the playoffs. But everything's looking great. We got Justin Herbert. Year two, Herbert's injured. Staley gets less aggressive. This is kind of an underplayed story. He started to get more cautious. Remember first year, He was a head coach, led the NFL in fourth down conversions. One of the most aggressive coaches was very good, but the media got on his case. He started to dial it back last year, started to coach maybe a little scared. They make the playoffs. He blows a huge lead. He enters year three and they drafted a receiver who you seem to like, uh, the kid Johnson from TCU. Quentin Johnson. Yeah. We like the offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. But as you said, the division is loaded. The schedule is not easy and the AFC is a gauntlet. If I'm picking a team to miss the playoffs, here's a crazy scenario: Chargers miss the playoffs. Decide, man, we ruined Justin Herbert's rookie deal. We have no no playoff wins, one playoff appearance. Staley, you're out of here. We're going to make a run at a big time coach, and you happen to talk about a coach Monday on the herd that uh, you know is facing some battles with the NCAA and had dabbled in the NFL. Uh, Last summer, I think it or last February, he interviewed with the Vikings, and he was, you know, I guess chatting with the Chargers, uh, the Carolina Panthers owner. His name is Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, obviously, a loves California. His time with San Francisco. What if the Chargers miss the playoffs? Seven and ten, eight and nine. Eight, that's not going to get it, and you are not getting hey, the playoffs hundred.
1: Nine and eight is
2: probably going to miss the playoffs okay. in the AFC. So they miss the playoffs. Chargers do. They say, you know what? sorry, Staley, the ship has sailed. Oh, Jim Harbaugh's on the market? And Jim Harbaugh sees, I can get Justin Herbert? You're telling me that's not getting Jim Harbaugh to the NFL in a heartbeat? Now, the only hiccup here, and you know the owners of the Chargers have been I don't of notorious cheapskates. Maybe one of the kids gets his dad, hey, dad, open up the book. We, we got to get Jim Harbaugh in here. And Chargers miss the playoffs, but it's a blessing in disguise. They bring in Jim Harbaugh. To work with
1: Justin Herbert. How do you like well, that? Well, we talked about this today. Um, Harbaugh's never failed. That doesn't mean he won a national title at Stanford or a Super Bowl, but he's never failed. And, and I mean, Saban Spurrier, great coaches. Urban Meyer, great coaches. Struggled in the NFL. You would leave Michigan, and it would be deemed a success if you finish with three straight wins over the Buckeyes. I, I don't even remember the last time Michigan did that against Ohio State, and you got to the playoff. And even won a playoff game. Um, And so if Jim Harbaugh, let's say they lose to LSU or George in the final. Harbaugh could say, I took over for Brady Hoke. It was a mess. Won 10 games the first year. Ended up in the last three years getting to the playoff twice. Three straight Ohio State wins. And losing to an SEC power in the final. That's absolutely a success story for Michigan. Absolutely. Jim Harbaugh can leave with his head high. Because what forced like Jimmy Johnson, Pete Carroll out? And I think I, I think this has happened to a lot of coaches. They get worn out from kind of the hypocrisy, of the NCAA, yeah. where they sort of pick and choose who they punish. I think Jim Harbaugh would, Jim Harbaugh would look at it and say, enough. I mean, guys, he, he, we're doing cheeseburgers here. You've got SEC schools paying players through the churches for a thousand years. I could see Harbaugh if they beat the Buckeye. It's one of those things where Ohio State fans would privately have to admit Harbaugh beating us for the third time in a row is a good thing because he leaves and then who's on the market. So kind of my takeaway is it would be the time NCAA breathing down your neck, playoff second year in a row, Buckeye win. I can see it happening.
2: And think think about the options that Harbaugh was thinking about. The Carolina Panthers, who had the number one pick, they got Bryce Young. Like you like Bryce Young more than I do. He's yeah. probably gonna be a fine quarterback. Under no circumstances is he ever gonna be as good at in the NFL as Justin Herbert. Let's just be obvious. Um, and then he talked to the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, very good quarterback, won a lot of games. I don't I think if you and I and like thirty-two NFL GMs were pulled, they'd rather have Justin Herbert than Kirk Cousins. So yeah, this is one of those jobs where it's gonna be a feeding frenzy. We had Sean Payton ticketed for this job. And then Staley makes the playoffs. And it looked like they, you know, up, what was it, 27-3 or whatever in the playoffs? Like it looked like Staley was fine. Then he blows the game. He thought, oh, he's going to get fired. And they kept him and, and replaced his offensive coordinator. So uh, we'll see. But uh Jim Harbaugh of the Chargers would sure spice things up, especially Chargers, right? you know, dealing with the Rams out here, and the Rams are like the big deal. They win the Super Bowl. We got we got to
1: do something, right? Well, he'd have his left tackle in Rashawn Slater. He'd have a star young receiver. He'd have a center and Cole Lindsley, Corey Lindsley. He'd have his quarterback. The Spanoses are not big meddlers. They're really not. You can say they go cheap. They're not meddlers. And Tom Telesco is considered a, a very solid top 10, 12 general manager. That's about as well as you can do. I mean, if you go look at most job openings in the NFL, Washington could have one. You've got Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Dallas could potentially have one. You've got the meddling of Jerry Jones. That's a good point. I mean, you start looking around and you're like, who else? Well, the Raiders could Tampa. have one. You don't have a quarterback. Tampa could have one. I like the GM, but right now you don't have a quarterback. The Chargers, I get a left tackle, star receiver, quarterback center, excellent GM, quality of life. Harbaugh's going to have choices. and And my takeaway is, would the Spanoses open up the checkbook? Their history is no on coaches, but Marty Schottenheimer mm. wasn't cheap, yeah. so they deserve credit there. Marty Schottenheimer wasn't cheap. Um, I, I think I don't think that's a crazy. I mean, one of the things you and I like to do is theorize, you know, make predictions, and I don't think that's a crazy one. Yeah, winter's coming here in LA. That means more rain for others. A wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires. They bring new tires to your home or work, install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, see their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
1: When one of the one of the things that I watched this weekend and I think it's really changed in football is. You know, like if you go, if you have a real stable life, you have really good parents and you go to a prep school and you go to a college, then I'm going to expect you at 23 years old to kind of have your act together out of college. If you're a child of divorce, went to a junior college, have no money, chaotic family, you know, I'm going to view you differently. So your journey is going to basically change my expectations of what you should do hmm. as a young quarterback. Like, I watched Jordan Love sail a ball over Musgrave. I watched a less than five yards and attempt offensive game plan by the the Packers. Seriously, Jason, I think the Packers know he can't play. I think they know it. And I think they're just trying to have him manage. I I sat and watched that game. I'm like, This feels like Kenny Pickett averaged double per attempt. Kenny Pickett Uh, with an offensive line you can't trust more than double Jordan Love's passing attempt yards. I mean, I just watched it. I I watched more preseason than you, and I'm like, this ain't it, man. This is not going to (laughs) work. I'm
2: mostly with you. The only thing giving me pause is that Packers schedule and just how soft and easy it is. Could they – gum it up with defense and running and win some 1713 slug fests against cj stroud and you know young quarterbacks sure they could like overall the packers have talent i mean colin that defense has a lot of names a lot of first round picks offensive line we'll see we know they have two good running backs like even if jordan loves not that dude and i think you and i probably both I i think i'm on board with you he ain't the guy but there's a world where they say, hey, let's rein it in. Let's just do a lot of uh, play action, a lot of bootleg, and nothing. You talk about 30 throws with Dak. Let's kind of limit Jordan Love to like 20 passes. We'll come out early, be aggressive on first down, throwing to make manageable second and third downs, and let's get a 10-0 lead, a win with win with defense. I don't think this is going to be a- a-
1: anything long-term with Jordan Love and the Packers. It just doesn't feel like a marriage made in heaven. So when I... First met you, I knew you were a huge NFL guy and a huge college basketball guy. I don't remember. I've always been a college football guy, NFL, college football, NBA. And I have an emerging love for UFC, which I, I, I find it wildly entertaining. Um, so I I love college football. I, I One of the things that's not good for our business is regionalism, which is why baseball is a hard topic for us. People say sometimes, not very often, but somebody will come up and say, you guys don't talk a lot of baseball. And I always say it's regional. Like nobody – that in Minnesota is going to watch the Mariners and nobody in Seattle is going to watch uh, Tampa Bay. Like people watch their team and that's it. They don't watch now in the NFL or the NBA, you'll watch other stars and other teams. And so I think this is the best college football year, potentially that I remember USC, Texas, Clemson, Michigan, Ohio state, LSU, Georgia, Bama. I think all are fairly similar. Bama and Georgia, have better rosters, don't have the quarterback. Uh, Texas, USC, don't quite have the rosters, but have great quarterbacks. Are you a huge college football fan? Because we've, are you I
2: love college football? So uh, you know that you talked about having, it when you had kids. Um, so we had kids when we were in Pennsylvania, and I would be, I would like wake up Saturday, you know the usual. Hey, got to watch uh, the college football pregame shows. Then I'm sitting around watching the games. Well, you get the you got a wife and then you get kids and you got to make decisions. I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this all day Sunday. Can I still do it all day Saturday? And that doesn't totally work. Um, and so I I didn't abandon college football, but I stopped watching the pregame shows. This is like, you know, t- 10, 12 years ago. And then once you stop like getting into the pregame shows, then you're OK, well, I can miss the kickoff, you know, the early games. And then it's like, oh, they're putting all the good games at night. I'll just I'll just punt until the night games. And then it's like, wait a minute, Saturday night, I kind of want to go out. So yes, college football has gone, taken a backseat to me. But Colin, what I'll say is interesting is this. When I got to Fox, um, you know, my history as, as like a, a worker in media, I'm like finding any angle I can succeed in, collecting whatever domain expertise I can, and then just going full Um, So college football season starts, I think this was 2018, and I went to our digital team and I was like, hey, why are we not doing any college football gambling, guys? I'm watching the games. I'm betting on the games. Let's do some videos. So I started doing videos on college football. We do like a pick six and a Texas, Oklahoma, who you got? And I break it down for like 30 seconds. And we start to post these videos online for Fox sports. And they're like, Holy cow, we got to do this big. So we're doing all these gambling videos and that fed my college football even more right. the gambling. And then I started to do draft stuff. So in a weird way, I don't watch as much, but I'm definitely reading as much. Cause I've got to pay attention to injuries and the coaching moves. And I do talk, I have some friends who are in the, um, let's just say uh executive search firm world and they yeah. like to feed me who's hot who people are coveting um and so i'm i'm definitely paying attention but i'm not
1: watching as much cuz you know time time is tough when you got two young kids no listen it's it's a reality so my kids are out of the house now so i have nothing but time to watch sports so i <laughs> i did go through about a, i would say about an 8 year period where college football was harder for me i had to kind of make a choice Yeah, I, if i you know so i would pick like too early games. When I first started watching college football years ago, they'd put the best games of the day on at nine in the morning, 30 yes. years ago. and But now there's so much money to be made. Most of the good games outside of Fox's noon game, most of them are three 30 Pacific on. And so, you know, I had to watch that early game, but Ann wanted to go out by like seven 30. And it's like, I had to make that choice because Sunday night football, you know, is top of the chart. So I, I do think, you and I both put our family first, but I think college football this year is really going to be, it's going to be, I think as captivating um, as college football has been in probably 15 years. I, I think one of the things that's interesting is the NIL is a bit of an S show. And so is the transfer portal. And for a long time, College football coaches would tell me that they preferred college over the NFL because you had more off time. Well, now there's two recruiting periods and now the transfer portal. And the truth is the NFL job is better than the college job and now pays more with a better pension. So I wonder how long college football can keep Lincoln Riley and Jim Harbaugh and some of these very clever offensive coaches, Ryan Day. Because it was always understood you had control of your personnel in college, you were the richest guy on campus, you didn't have a crazy owner, and you had a really nice offseason. That offseason's over. Lincoln Riley may get six days a year. He's got NIL, he's got transfer portal, he's got two recruiting (laughs) periods, he's got boosters. So I think one of the trends to keep your eye on over the next three years is can USC they can pay Lincoln Riley? Can they keep him? Mm. I think it's become a miserable job. Now your plane flights, if you're Lincoln Riley, now you've got longer plane flights. Harbaugh's got longer flights out west. That's less time with the family. You have to leave earlier. We're putting, we're putting a load. I know they make a lot of money, but we're putting a load on college coaches. We you and I have always known a college basketball coach doesn't translate to the NBA. But college football coaches have translated for years to the NFL. Um, I don't know. That's my that's my kind of yeah next five years thing to keep your eye on. It's interesting because
2: I was just thinking like, well, wait a sec. The college football playoff is expanding, so more coaches are going to be able to say, "I made the playoff. Hey, I'm in the playoff three three of the last five years. You, you can't fire me." So it's almost like coaches will have more security. And know some of those guys you named. Brian Day is not going to be missing the playoff when they expanded. He's not. Um, the best out Lincoln Riley's not going to be missing the playoff. And so they'll have the security, but at the same time, they'll now have a better resume to the NFL. Hey man, look, look what I'm doing every year. I've got one of the best teams in the country and not just in the rankings, but we're in the playoffs, the big money games at the end of the season. So yeah, I, I think I would agree with you that they're probably going to be worn down. Cause remember you used to, you, you recruit a kid, you sign him. He's yours unless he you know wants to leave. Cause he has that playing time. Now you got to keep him. I don't even know the pit coach's name. All he does is complain because he finds these diamonds in the rough. They look awesome. And then the big schools come and are poaching, like treating Pitt and some of these other schools, like they're like AAA farm clubs. Hey, Hey, you get the guy out of high school and Juco pump him up for a year. Then we'll take him over here to our big boy school. So like, that's going to get old quick for a lot of those schools. Um, yeah. that That's another wrinkle in college football. That's going to get good. And I will think, so. you know, we talked a little bit about the quarterback situation, how good it is this year. If you look at the ages of some of these guys, Colin, because of the COVID year, you've got guys sticking around much longer. Almost all these prospects, even like Hendon Hooker, they're like 22, 23, 24 years old coming into the NFL. Can he pick it? I mean, he really only showed for one year in college. That's it. And now here we are, year two in the NFL. And he's like, oh, oh my gosh, this guy's going to be 26 in a minute. And it's like, wow. He, he looks kind of poised and mature. You're not getting these young Johnny Manziel dudes anymore, um, which is kind of a benefit of COVID quarterbacks sticking around a lot longer.
1: All right. What side are you on? One NBA topic. Are you on the Daryl Morey side who sometimes can be addicted to stars and personalities or the James Harden side where pro- promises were probably made financially and Daryl Morey now doesn't want anything to do with him. I think Harden, is trying to pressure Daryl Morey to make a deal with the Clippers, and by calling him a liar, it's personal. Daryl Morey will suck it up, lose the deal to the Clippers, won't demand Terrence Mann. I guess that's one of the that's one of the guys that Daryl Morey wants, and the Clippers don't want to give up. Hey, he's a rotational player, good player. What is your takeaway? Who's at fault here? So, I I think I'm
2: going to side with James Harden, Colin. Um, and I understand his unhappiness. I have like a, a incendiary take on Harden. I, I, I want to be careful with what I say here, but you know, when you call someone a liar in a public manner like that, like you better have, you better have stuff to back it up. And apparently Daryl Morey made a bunch of promises and none of them were delivered. Now, I don't know if that's a result of something that happened during the season after the season, but Chris Paul, if you remember a couple years ago, Chris Paul came out and said, yo, Daryl Morey told me I was going to be with the organization like two days ago. He's like, I'm not trading you. We're, we're keeping. You. And then two days later, I read on social media. I got traded. So this guy's a liar. So Chris Paul is saying that Daryl Morey historically has not kept promises. Now James Harden is saying the same thing. And do you know who, Colin, who's one of the most popular NBA players in China? James Harden. And you know how that is? So when Yao Ming came to the NBA... They started to broad, or they had been broadcasting games in China. Obviously, everybody in China loves the Houston Rockets. There, Tracy McGrady is a huge, huge guy. Yao Ming's a huge guy. Well, when they leave, there's still a billion Rocket fans. James Harden arrives with Dwight Howard. Oh, by the way, you know where Dwight Howard played last year? China. I wonder if James Harden is seeing the writing on the wall. Man, I don't have a market. These guys want to pay me on the cheap. I know I'm making my money because I opted in, but where's my next deal going to be? I'm not getting three years 60 mil i'm not getting one of these anthony davis deals i'm not getting a lebron deal and i start to wonder we just saw Lionel messi turn down a billion dollars in saudi arabia okay Lionel messi said i'll go to the mls i'll get a, a a chunk of the team and the apple profits what if james harden said i'm sick of this daryl Morey crap no teams want me that's fine i'll go where i'm loved i thought houston loved me they went after fred van vliet fred van vliet. That free agency opens up. Let's get Fred Van Vliet. Harden had been saying for months, that's where he would love to go. So where does James Harden feel the love? And the answer is China. He's one of the most popular NBA players in China. Steph Curry and the Warriors obviously have been dominating. So they're number one. But Harden's right up there. And you start to see, hmm, some of these older NBA players, if they don't have the market that they want, do they explore international options? James Harden could still do really well in China. He averaged like 21 and 10 this past season? Uh, in the NBA, he's a good player, but if he feels unhappy and he's getting lied to and nobody wants to pay him, I'm just going to go where they love me,
1: Colin. And I, I think you would agree. Sometimes you got to feel the love, man. It's an interesting. It really is an interesting take. Uh, Saudi Arabia is now a real player. Neymar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I don't think that's the craziest thing I've heard today. I think that's an interesting take. I and you know even- who would be right behind him? Uh,
2: the guy who commented on social media about Adrian Wojnarowski, and that's Kyrie Irving. We know Kyrie Irving is as as out there as anybody in the NBA. And you look at um, sneaker deals gone awry and where he would go to, you know, middle finger the NBA and get paid and feel the love. Kyrie Irving following James Harden would not shock me in the least. Now he's a little younger than Harden, but I think he only signed like a two-year deal with – uh dallas he's persona non grata for most nba gms there you go i mean you don't want to deal with these guys and you're not going to pay him the 30 million well where can you go get the money and hoop where everybody loves you you think the media is going to crush james harden in china no way they're not going to do that so let's just keep it in mind a year
1: 18 months if you start hearing james harden china rumors Jason McIntyre. Buddy, it was great. We're going to be doing this every week, getting some picks on Thursday. Love having you back from vacay. I know how much your family means to you and I appreciate it. Thanks, pal.